All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sorry, just repeat that one more time now that Bag Milk's here. Don't record this. J- just say word for word what you just told me, Jay. Are you recording? Maybe. Oh, uh, what's that? I hate to break the fishing news up here, Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 243 of the Real Life Podcast. I am Tyler Yeremchuk, joined by Bag Milk and Jay. Wanye is being a proud papa today, so he will not be on the pod. Chalmers is, I think, a busy guy, so he might show up at a later point. Uh, but for now, just the three of us, but that's all good. We are uh, we're going to put a bow on 2020, talk about our favorite hockey memories, favorite Oilers memories, all that good stuff coming up today. We're also going to be joined by Scott Hastings coming up in about 30 minutes to get our betting fix for the week. And we're going to give our New Year's resolutions, Oilers or otherwise. Who knows? The door is going to be wide open for that. All that coming up today on episode 243 of the Real Life Podcast. Before that, though, need to let you know we are sponsored by Oodle Noodle. 14 locations in Edmonton, and one of them was lucky enough to serve myself and my girlfriend our anniversary meal <laughs> this week. We had What'd you get? For our how did you how did you celebrate the anniversary? What'd you get? I got a uh, Tokyo Glaze with double nice. beef. And oh. she got the uh, pad thai. Excellent. Pad thai, all right. No spring rolls? Yeah, uh, no appies? Two green onion cakes. Nice. Okay, all right. Well, like it's an anniversary. You better have an appie on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Only, only time. Uh, but yeah, I had oodle noodle for my anniversary dinner. It was delicious. And then I also had it for lunch and dinner after that. So it was great. Got it. And you, you told me the other day, Tyler, 
Frank, settle down. I know it's exciting to have a little. You told me you throw leftovers in the air fryer as well. Fucking rights, I do. Throw everything in the air fryer. I need an air fryer. There's a lot of air fryer chatter online. Bag melt here inspiring me, but it's I, a game it's changer. Awesome. I've got a biased opinion. Oodle noodle the next day is fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. I just I couldn't believe that Tyler threw in an air fryer the leftovers. It makes sense, though. It just makes sense to Everything do that. about it makes sense. Air fryer life is the good life. I'll also challenge you. Um, another good move is to, if you have leftover oodle noodle, is to create some kind of omelet, skillet type mm. thing with it. Yeah. That goes, that plays well the next day for breakfast. Um, bag milk leftover pizza in the air fryer, game changer. <laughs> it's basically like you got a fresh pie. So one thing I want to talk about today on real life is I tweeted yesterday that I don't want to eat beets again this year. Uh, I was shocked. I was shocked. I was surprised. Well, the reality is the feedback was so strong one way that I'm probably just going to do it anyway. But I want to add a, I want to add a different angle to it this year. So I think I'm going to take recipes from people and like throw a bunch of them in the air fryer and just try to mix it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different prepared beets. My, like, are Maybe you... have a nice bowl of borscht? Yeah, something like that, like borscht or just like the canned beets thing. Is just, it's, I, think, I think it's too much. I'll send you, I will send you, uh, my girlfriend's mom is just the greatest cook of all time. And she makes an amazing borscht. So I will send that to you. But it's so good, you probably have to eat it after a win. Well, we'll see. I mean, like, here, here's the thing is that a lot of people were like, well, yeah, man, you ate 30 pounds of just raw beets out of a can. Nobody wants to do that. So I just thought we, I needed to pivot. So if somebody's listening to this right now, I want to hear ideas. You can hit me up on Twitter, email me, whatever. But I want to know ideas of what I can do. I want to maintain the beats, I think. I just don't know how to execute it properly. Here's what or, I would or, say. Well, that's, I was saying maybe maybe choose a different vice, like a can of Spam or something like that after every game. Well, one recommendation that came in was instead of beets, we honor the tradition where people submit cans of whatever, and then those are consumed after the losses. So then it's just I run a gamut of different foods that are in cans. And it can I, be like literally the I like the variety. So I actually you, like that eat, a lot. Would you eat a can of mushrooms? Yeah, like that would be essentially oh. the thing. So it would be like, it would be disgusting. And I don't think that I would have to commit, in my opinion, to finishing a can of whatever. Because I know that if I open this up to people, it's going to get weird. But I'm going to participate. So I don't think if I'm forced to finish the whole can that it would be out of the question. I would definitely try to eat a full can of mushrooms. I, th- I think uh, I think that's great. I think there's a play there. I think there's, it's, it's donate a can for bag milk. We have to have a second can to donate to the food bank or something. Yeah, I think that there's something nice. there. Like, I think yeah. that there's something to do with there's the food bank there. where we can get. Yeah, that people. I, I, I think it's great because it spices up the post game because it's something new to talk about. It gets people more. You know, what what's it going to be tonight? It involves um, the community. It involves the community yeah. engagement. There's content. It supports uh, the Edmonton Food Bank, which obviously I really like that idea. Yeah, too, so. I think, yeah, I actually, I like that. I think, I th- yeah, I, huh, I, I like that angle. Breaking news, Jay, I told you this Pierre-Luc Dubois thing was a fucking bluff. I knew it. Two-year contract for Dubois and Columbus. Uh, <laughs> I told you before the podcast started, I said I'm not buying it. It's a bluff. What? What did he sign for? Two years, 10 schmil. 
Oh, man. I would that's do, a hell of a bridge contract. I would do unthinkable five, five things in the trade game to get Pierre-Luc Dubois, so I'm glad he got inked up. Well, yeah, because he was talking about trading Ryan Nugent Hopkins before we started. Oh, don't that worry. Name, you under the bus for that. That name never came out of my lips. <laughs> the listeners got it in the cold open for today's show. Don't you worry. Or they got a hit Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> ah, yeah. Um, anyways, oh, that just made me so excited as a... That's uh, funny. Yeah, as, as a, someone who considers themselves a minor, minority Columbus Blue Jackets supporter, uh, that's good to see. I knew there was no way they were letting him go, man. Like, that just, it didn't make sense when it came out. You don't trade your 22-year-old number one center. Two-year deal makes a ton of sense, too, because by the time that thing expires, he's going to be, you know, ready to be paid probably 10 mil a season, I could see happening. Like, I think he's that good. And at that point, the cap could be going up. There's more flexibility. Um, but anyways, back to the beats thing. Um, I like the idea of a different can every uh, every loss of something. And then that way, Bag Milk, when you lose, there's a new can of something. When the Oilers win, shirtless your M-Chuck? Oh, well, yeah. Shack and a beer with shirtless your M-Chuck. Ladies, I know there's not many of you listening, but wow, that sounds sexy. Or for the fellas, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, for the fellas, true, true. Um, if you aren't aware uh, no, of that joke... That- uh, it started it during the Oilers' return to play when I joined the beat cast from my bed with no shirt on. That's true. It was very nice. I, I just I think that the idea of rotating cans and having people submit ideas, provided that they also donate something to the food bank, is I think that's a pretty solid idea. Because I was gonna do the I was gonna do the broadcast regardless, no matter what. Just what's the shtick? Yeah, that's a good shtick. We could have a drop off uh, donation box with a little brick. That'd be cool. I'd be super Come in. I would even double down. Uh, Carmen, our partner at Little Brick, earmuffs really quick. Anyone who makes a donation gets a free coffee. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're now we've got some wheels in motion. Here. Yeah, Building. everyone's winning. We're trying to create a circle of winning here with this, the positivity to make bag belt eat bad things to come and can. I already know what I already know what I'm donating. See, we're already started. I think I think we've in the first couple of minutes of this podcast. I think we've we've come up with a plan here. We also need to come up with the definition of what is a can. What do you mean? Well, just like, you know, like, like can something, like can it be a tin of something? Can it be, like there's different, like, we, it, you know, we need to put some rules like, of engagement gonna, around here. Are we going to ever force bagged milk to eat like a can of tuna with a fork, like the whole thing in one sitting on the... I would actually, oh, dump, buddy, I, honest, do I would actually do that. I would really? murder that. Oh, I, I do that tuna. all the time. I guess, yeah. I guess for a lot of people, that's not a punishment. I can't even, if my girlfriend big, eats tuna, she can't have it in the same room as me. I'm a big tuna guy. So that's not a problem. Dude, at all. I would yeah. probably do that for lunch after we finish this podcast. Oh. Yeah. Nice high protein snack, low cal, like keeping it tight. That's a good move. You're well, that's operation. Keep it tight. Heading into 2021. I mean, I got to tell you with me air frying, absolutely everything in existence right now. <laughs> not so great for the waistline. Chalmers oh, has man. joined the podcast. Chalmers, immediate reaction to the Pierre-Luc Dubois extension. Who is that? All right. Chalmers, <laughs> bagged milk is thinking of not eating beets anymore. Your take. Uh, do you like eating them? No. Or is it like, because, you know, like every time the others lost, you had to do it, right? And yeah. so did you, was that a bane of your existence? Yeah, I hated it. Then stop doing it. Come up with something new. Well, here's the idea. Here's the idea that we were workshopping before you jumped in. What do you think of this? Okay. So... We crowdsource what I eat. It will be a can or, well, like Jay said, we have to come up with the definition of can or tin of something. It could be whatever. I do not have to eat the whole can. However, the caveat would be if you want me to do whatever your suggestion is, you have to make a donation of some kind to the Edmonton Food Bank. 
Yeah, one I for love one. it. Do you know, like, I don't know, that is a Pandora's box that you're opening that I don't yep. know if you're mm-hmm. ready for because there's a lot of sick shit that comes again. A thousand oh. percent. But that, that's the thing is where I would say I don't, you can't expect me to eat the whole can, but I will try whatever it is. Like we need to establish what the minimum is, though. There's got to be a, it's got there's got oh there's got to be a lofty minimum. So like in, it's okay. So if you were to open whenever you had to open a a can of beef, yep. did you eat the whole can? You put whole them in can. a bowl and you ate the whole can. Whole how can. many how many like milliliters or milligrams or grams was that like? Uh, the the I didn't calculate the 2019 2020 season, but in 2018 2019, I ate about 32 pounds of beef. That's so <laughs> fucked. Um, okay, so like whatever the equivalent to one of those cans is. I mean, you couldn't eat that. It's like a twelve sa- ounce can, or something. like sour yeah. beans. Like if it's a small tin of sour beans, you could eat that, right? Like uh, what? Sour yeah, one beans? more time. What? Sardines. 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 Not sour so- bees. Sour beans. Sardines. 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 S S R D S A R D I N E S. What else? Sick shit comes in cans. Like what? People are going to tell me here that you like dog food then and stuff. No, like it has oh, to be yeah, fit for be human consumption. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog Who food says dog food isn't? Cool. Well, actually, you know what? You're right. Because in Canada, you have to make dog food fit for human consumption. That's an <laughs> yeah, actual exactly. thing. But like, no, th- we're talking about human food. Yeah, yeah. Human food. Human I mean, food. I like the idea. I think it's a great idea. I like. I really like the donation part. It changes it. things up. It, It'll, it changes things up. It gets some community involvement going. And then, like you just said, we're hopefully raising some donations for the Edmonton food bank. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. So this will only be after the losses though still, right? Yeah, I'll and then I'll do the broadcast like normal and after wins I'll crack a nation beer and just we'll just well, enjoy that's it. Well, you got to so you got to have a treat after day after wins. If you're yeah. going to have if you're going to punish yourself after losses, you have to make sure you make it equally as good when we win. So what's yeah. your what's the reward? Beer. Well, right beer. now, right now beer? I got a nice a nice cocktail nation? for myself, a beer, nation that's beer. Nice. And we used to do Brum. With, uh, yeah, Brum from uh, Rig Hand. It was delightful. <laughs> I thought oh. actually. Well, that's nice. No, that's good. Yeah, I just so I, I felt like I felt like the shtick needed to get changed up this year. And I thought I put it out on Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before, just being like, would people care if I didn't even do it anymore? And the feedback was like, well, the shtick is part of the fun of the whole thing. Yeah. So I didn't really want to do beets again, especially eating a whole can. It's just too much. But somebody came up with the idea, and I need to look back to give credit where credit is due, of what if people suggested what you eat after losses. And then Jay came up with the idea, well, they should also donate something to the food bank. Yeah, perfect. We can do it. We can do it. We can do this. I think I like this idea. I uh, I wonder how many people who said you still ha- should keep eating beets routinely watch the beat cast though or is it people who just want to watch you suffer for the fun of it without ever actually participating well our boy ryan pike from flames nation he just said i don't care what you eat i just want you to suffer so there are those people yeah (laughs) (laughs) but as the thing is people will get more invested if it's their suggestion that you're eating exactly exactly Uh, um there's there's some good things out there who's who's pierre luc dubois oh (laughs) Third overall pick in 2016, uh, stunner of a pick. Everyone thought Columbus was taking Puglia Yarvi. They take Dubois. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's now, I mean, I think he is a borderline number one center, if not there already. He looked like one in the bubble, at least. And uh, he was an RFA. And today, Pierre Lebrun tweeted that 
his age. There was some talk that Dubois might be looking for a fresh start. And uh, that's why in the chat when Jay said Dubois and I said I'm not buying it, I said before we started recording, I think it's all a big smokescreen. I think he's bluffing. And uh, two minutes into the podcast, he signed an extension. Oh, so he was bluffing. He was bluffing. Um, Uh, Real quickly before we change topics, I was just going through the tweets to see who came up with the great idea. And of course, surprise to nobody, our boy Danger Suede is the one that came up with the idea. Oh, yes. Beauty. Yes. Uh, okay. So what else, boys? What, well, what, what else? We only have about 15 minutes till we get to Scott Hastings, and this is our oh, last yeah. show of 2020. Um, so I wanted to do just a quick little year in review for the Oilers. I mean, if you remember back a year ago today is when they beat the Rangers 7-5, and that would have been the Yamamoto debut, if I remember correctly, right? Yep. Hell of a game. Remember how stressful it was? They were up like 7-2 or something. Like I that. almost blew it. I was away uh, over the holidays. And I, me and my girlfriend went and watched that Flames Oilers game, and I got so fucking mad because that was that was an embarrassment that game, right? Because what was did we get shut out? Was there like five one six one drubbing or whatever the hell it was? Yeah, that was against uh, Calgary. Right? Calgary, exactly. It was yeah. against Calgary. We just laid absolute. I was so mad, like mad, mad, mad at the team. And then going to New Year's, and I'm just like. Please just give us a win. Let's just end the year. Like, please. But I think, I think the ship rough. is thinking. December was really rough. I'm like, let's just end this month positively. Yep. I saw that they called up Yamamoto and Yampry showed up and we pulled it off. We almost tried to give it away multiple times. But we pulled it off in a 1980s style affair. As Drake would say, nothing was the same once Kyler Yamamoto joined the big club that year. January was great. Mike Smith between the pipes. He was solid. And uh, it looked like the Oilers had second spot really in the Pacific Division. Close to locked up, I would say, with the way things were trending. They were at least going to make the playoffs last season. And uh, then the pandemic hit. And then we didn't Didn't get hockey. Didn't Connor go down in January for a bit? And Dry just drove us to... Yes, I think it was a four-game stretch there. McDavid had a lower body injury. Remember, he crashed into the boards a little awkwardly against Nashville. And uh, he ended up missing a few games. Like They beat Chicago without him. There was another win in there, I think, without McDavid as well. Like They were basically just fine without him, which is a weird sentence to say. Uh, It looked like they were going to make the playoffs. Pandemic hit. We didn't get hockey for a long time. I still remember being at a Boston Pizza with my buddies, watching the Oilers game seeing the tweets that the NBA was canceling their season. And I remember saying, ooh, this might be the last Oilers game for, you know, a month or something. Like, little did I know how what was going to happen over the next three, four months. Uh, but do you guys remember sort of the night the season fell apart? Yeah, I was hosting the Germans. Yeah. So oh, the, yeah, Germans, the Germans were here in town, and they were here for four games. And they wanted one of the games to be where... Uh, we go to a bar to watch because they wanted to get like, and the Oilers were on a homestand. So they was wanted that to, that was Winnipeg. Yeah. So they wanted yeah. to, they wanted to have a Canadian like bar watching experience. So we took them all the f- first round. Uh, some of them were, got itchy feet. And like, no, no, we got to go to the game. So some of them got tickets and went to the game. And then, yeah, we watched that game. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if it was in game or in the intermission when they announced that the NBA canceled the season. Or postponed the season and just kind of you could just kind of feel the energy just 
sink and then the Oilers lost the game and yeah. so on and so forth. I remember we, the Oilers were playing the Jets and uh, it was during the intermission when uh, the NBA news came that they were they were pushing pushing pause on the season. And I just remember thinking as I was writing the wrap-up, I'm like, I just, no matter what happens, I want to enjoy this last period or two periods or whatever it ends up being because I didn't know. I'm looking at the title of the wrap-up from that night and it was just kind of like, this loss hurt for more reasons than one. And I just remember thinking that I don't know when we're going to watch hockey again. That said, I didn't expect it to be, what was it, four or five months until yeah. the the season resumed in the summer. I didn't expect it to be that long, admittedly. But I just remember thinking, I was like, oh, this is this is a really big thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chalmers, yourself, like, do you, what do you remember thinking at that moment, sort of when they were getting paused? Like, were you in my boat where you were like, Hey, it might only be a couple of weeks or a month or were you kind of like, Ooh, shit. No. So I had been, what's funny is I had been talking to Wanya a bit, uh, before all of this. Oh geez. Yeah. He, yeah. He had a very, um, he looks, he looks at things in a, in a, in a broader scope. And so I kind of, was like waiting for his checkpoints to check in. Do you know what I mean? He was kind. Of, he kind of had said said a few things that were going to happen that could happen, and I just was kind of like every time one of those hit, I'd be like, "Oh, okay." And then I remember sitting in my house, and I remember I was watching the Rudy Gobert game, and like I, I'm pretty sure that was like was that the next day than the than the the Winnipeg game. When they uh, shut down the basketball was, season, that was well, the day the same, well, the that that hey. same night is when it was kind of that that night the NBA announced the season was postponed. Yeah, so I, then it must have been like I don't know if the Oilers game was still on. It was. Um, it was okay, but I just remember being like, if basketball just did that, hockey's doing to do it, and I don't think we're going to see this comeback. Like I, I don't think we're going to see it come back because I've been talking to Wanye, and he seems to think that if things like this shut down that it's only going to keep getting worse. And then, like, obviously I hoped that it would, mm-hmm. right? I thought, I was hoping, yeah, two weeks, they'll figure this out. Um, and then by the end of the month, I had kind of focused my shift as to caring too much about what was going to happen with sports because I knew it wasn't coming back and every day it was getting worse to just, like, making sure my parents were going to be home, getting home because they were stuck. They were, like, kind of in Phoenix not knowing what to do. And I had kind of just, like, focused on, getting their house and like them ready and like us ready for any sort of shutdown because it was like up to then the next checkpoint that Wanye had said might happen. <laughs> and he called you too, Jay. I remember that oh, yeah. Friday. Call he me called too. both of us. Yeah. He called, he probably called you. He probably called a bunch of people that day, but he called and was like, just do me a favor. Go buy a month's worth of stuff today. Just go do it. If you don't do it, like non, non perishable. Right. And <laughs> it was like, Okay, he's like, don't like, and he never said go buy ten things of toilet paper. We didn't do that. Well, so I, so I remember that, and so I kind of like for the first couple of days, I was like, this is super weird. Everything's not coming back, and then it just kind of went into like, it sucks, but it, yeah, it's not coming back, and I don't really care at this moment. And then it was a little bit further in when everybody got home, and then we started all getting bored when we were like, fuck, this sucks. I really want it to come back, and I don't know, man. That's that's all I remember. I just remember that date sitting there thinking like, this is something I'll never feel in my life again. Yeah, Where hopefully. like just 24 mm. hours. Yeah. Hopefully just 24 hours ago, like everything was so normal uh, well, to juxtapose that though. Did you guys see um, the headline from an hour ago that says Canada has green lit 
NHL yep. camps, and Alberta was the first to approve games. Have you guys talked about that yet? Uh, no, not yet. It, it got that news came out right around 10 a.m. today is is when the email oh, trickled okay. in that the the government of Canada is waiving that 14 day quarantine period for the players coming yeah. back for camps and the staff coming back for camps. Um, so that's a big hurdle. And, like, and Alberta Alberta signed the permit, and the other four Canadian provinces that need to <laughs> British Columbia, Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec still need to sign off on their permitting of NHL games. So we've signed off on permitting NHL games to start. So as of right now, it would appear that we could start the season in our own building. They're all going to start in their oh, own building. And we will. It, yeah, and we will. The provinces but, but even, have done even, everything but sign the paper. Even like a week ago, wanted you know was saying like I he'd love to watch the game. I'm just saying this is like this is the first I've really seen that it's. Actually oh, you mean you're saying. Done. Fans and stands? Nope. No, 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 no. Oh, They're okay. definitely not saying that. But this is no, a step in the right direction. Just, yeah. I thought I the last I had read because I don't pay attention to this shit. I read a few headlines here and there. Bold. But like the last things that I had heard is that like Canada was just not going to allow them to play in Canada. No, oh, they, no, yeah, no. It's they, been they, decided they, they, for like a week ish yeah. now. Yeah, okay, no, it's good. been it's been yeah. positive vibes for for the last little bit here. When, so when well, we, everything's gonna be happening. When you are done this podcast, you disconnect the paper. Oh yeah, <laughs> you Chalmers, you're not on this podcast, and you're like the NHL news is back of the I, mind. I like, just don't. It, <laughs> it, yeah, like honestly, I don't. I don't go to like websites to read stuff like that. Yeah. I wait. I have a couple groups, um, like text message groups on, on WhatsApp and stuff, where if it's really cool or important, like it gets posted on there, and that's kind of where I go. But yeah. do I go on to like Twitter and seek this stuff out? I really don't. I wait for people to tell me. If it's that important, I'll figure it. I'll find it out sooner or later. And the only reason I went on to the score today was because I just realized there's no Thursday night football games and there's no Monday night football games. It's only a Sunday slate. Busy Sunday in the NFL. We're going to get into that with Scott Hastings in a second. Uh, we aren't too far away from Scott. It, just going through the year, like, I mean, the event, NHL comes back, the bubble, the Oilers lose to Chicago. We know all that. We don't need to sort of walk through all of it. I wanted, though, to, to at least look at some positives from the year. And the question I want to float to you guys is, what would you say What would you say is your top Oilers, or maybe it's just a hockey memory in general, but what's your top memory, your top moment from 2020 as far as Oilers or sports goes? I'll start this off. I'll go for it. Uh, today at Oilers Nation, I wrote basically a letter of thanks to the community that supports us. And for me, if we're talking about positives and bright lights and silver linings and whatever you want to call it, it has to be nation citizens for me because for the website, there was basically two off seasons this year and it was tough. It was tough for all of us to try and write content every day and make sure that there was stuff going on when there was absolutely no news happening. And without the support of the nation and the citizens that read, the website and the people that actually make this thing work, there would have been no point in any of it, but because they were there, because they were supportive and because they were interested in everything we were doing, we were able to kind of make it through, like I said, two off seasons with a website still intact that people still wanted to read. And for me, if I'm thinking about positives in terms of 2020, Sports is what it is, and I'm glad it's coming back. But for me, it's the nation and the citizens and all the people that actually make the website work, that actually listen to this podcast, and that actually allow us to do what we want to do. To me, that's the biggest positive, and it's not close. 
No, well said, Bag Milk. We were a hockey content company that had about two and three quarters months worth of hockey in a year. Um, so that is a tough year to tap dance and navigate through and presented a ton of challenges. But the team at Nation HQ didn't stop. They kept pumping out. People kept uh, consuming. We found different ways to engage. Nation happy hours twice a week. Like we just kind of, you know, real life podcast, still doing it twice a week because of all this. We just started kind of ramping up the effort and touch points with everyone. Uh, And, you know, it allowed us kind of get through this. So, you know, if we can weather this storm, you know, I think what we've been able to do is really kind of strengthen the foundation of the, of this as a business and very excited for the prospects of, of the new year because we know we're going to have a hockey season. And, you know, we know vaccines are going to start showing up. So, you know, doing things within the calendar year of 2021, again, like throwing an event or doing travel, that's all a possibility this year. And just that alone, knowing that that could happen or doing the staycation like we've been talking about, uh, you know, that's all positive vibes. For me, oh, I'll bring it to the, like, bag about that's, that is the yeah. number one. Um, uh, but for me, it's, it's a few things. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it to, to hockey um, and it's all around the Battle of Alberta. Okay. Like that Battle of Alberta is such a sense of identity for us that's been not existent for a long time. And this year, this past season, fuck me, was that awesome? Like we had really a fucking, awesome. like when there was the goalie fight, I, I, I just, I, stu- I stood up. I'm like, the guys are going to fight. I stood up out of my couch and I'm yelling at the TV. And I'm like, like, like those are like, like, like that. that that's a, a, a crazy moment for to, to get me to go and do that. And it's so memorable that ties into the kind of the next battle of Alberta when you know uh, we we were we had the Finns down in Calgary. This is when Kachuk was taking liberties on Cassian. Uh, and then the next game, uh, the big you know touted bout was uh, against Calgary where it was uh, a few of us got together and dressed up in turtle costumes with Kachuk name bars on the back and went and stormed Rogers place early and just took 9 million photos and went down to the pregame skate and got in Lucic's face and he's fucking shaking his head at us and Giordano won't even, you know, give us, give us any kind of uh, attention, even though he's like looking at us, but not acknowledging us and just the reaction we were creating. That was, so much fucking fun but that goes back to like the battle of alberta ramping up again and it's so awesome as an oilers fan to have that back there so much so that i was willing to dress up as a turtle and go to a hockey game like that's yeah. that that to me is what being like a sports fan is like yep. you know going to those levels to like yes enjoyment for yourself but for the enjoyment of others and all that stuff like that was just that, that was like a i can't I think it was like a Wednesday night that game or something. And uh, God, that was, that was so memorable. So just battle of Alberta, the fact is back. The fact that we're going to have 10 of them this year. Like, you know, there's going to be something like I read an article. Oh, I don't know. if I can't remember who it was from. It might've been Spectre. I don't know. But like how Markstrom's a bigger goalie than, than, than Mike Smith. And he's also like, don't, don't like, like, don't discount out the fact that like Markstrom might come. And get retribution <laughs> against uh, Mike Smith Good luck, uh, to keep it going. Well, hey, bring it on! I love it. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's it's just so good. It just gets you up. So 
So Battle of Alberta for me, all of that, all the all the storyline, all the different games, all the excitement yeah. for me is is so awesome to see as an Oilers fan. For me, uh, and, and this one is a personal one, but my favorite Oilers memory of the year is the Nation Vacation in Vegas. I think you know it came right at the end of the pandemic. It was a ton of fun for me to get to meet some of the people who listen to this pod a lot. I mean, Surveyor Brett was there, Matt Jones, Danger Swade. I'm probably leaving a bunch of them out, but I had so much fun with everyone on that trip, getting to watch the Oilers in Vegas, our high five line, all that stuff. Uh, the nation vacation down to Vegas is without a doubt the highlight of the year for me. My favorite part of the nation vacation in Vegas, Tyler, was when I found a young Tyler Uremchuk on the floor of New York, New York, and we had been in Vegas about six hours, and he said, well, I just spent my weekend's budget on night one. I was like, all right, we're back. <laughs> Uh, I loved I loved the high five line. Yeah, that was great. That was great. That high five line going into people while the walk the walk up there. We must have high five like four million people. Very like right on the eve of like the pandemic, like yep. you know, button the, being pushed. <laughs> the high five line was something, but then I also think of just after the game, the Oilers lost. We were all a little bit bummed out about it. But then we made our way down to Fremont Street and saw a cover band and started a dance party and it was just that's what those nation vacations are all about. No matter what actually happens, it's just having a great time together. And it was so much fun. Like I, I, Jay, for me, one of the memories that I have most about this nation vacation is us being at Fremont street and Jay cruising around with a glass of red wine. And I'm like, where the fuck did that even come from? And it was just a wine guy. And then that turned into a dance party and then it turned into a craps party. And we ended up having a great night before ending up in a pink limo found by Big Mike, our CTL. Yeah. Well, God love Lisa Stepanko. Yes, she was running, running around. She had a backpack full of wine. So we were quickly wine buddies. So I had a glass full of wine walking around, promenading, if you will, around Vegas <laughs> like a gentleman living his best life. Uh, really was. Charles, you got a memory mine, before we get to Hastings? Yeah, mine's super quick because I know we're supposed to get to him three minutes ago. But, uh, like, um, my memory is same thing. That one game, I was sitting in the Camrose Hotel and Casino with uh, my uh, novice hockey team and the parents. And the parents had just put all the kids in a room with another one of the parents just to watch a movie. We went down to the casino to throw some dice and to play some cards. And that's when we saw a goalie scrap in the Battle of Alberta, and it was uh, just a great, great time because, as as you know, we had the, the goalie that scrapped kids on my team, and to see them going crazy <laughs> and stuff, like, it was just, it was it was really, really awesome, and it made me, and, and it made me realize how um, connected with hockey yeah. that my, my sons were becoming, and that just we were all becoming as, like, a family, and how I had worked really hard to make it important. Uh, by buying panini cards and making outdoor rinks and just kind you know kind of putting on hockey in the background hoping that they would gravitate towards it and then when they did and I didn't have to try anymore it was amazing and I just really fucking want that back um, so we've tried it we've tried to do our best to keep it together like I you know playing the boys in the bus with them um, you know but so so yes that's a great memory from last year but uh, the the best part about it is knowing that I have so many more years to do that. Oh yeah. And I, you know, with the, with those boys and that they're now without even being prompted, super invested in it. Like yeah. they, they, they want to go play hockey on the outdoor rink all the time. And I don't even have to push them. And I look out the window and they're playing games that they've made up. It's great, man. 
So, so that, and that was kind of a moment. I don't know what it was, but it was kind of a moment. Um, so that, I love it. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was that. good. That's a tough one to transition off of, but I will, as I do, firmly and rigidly to our friend Scott Hastings <laughs> from Odd Shark. Odd Shark is your spot firmly, for rigidly? What, what's your number? What's your number here, Tyler? Like that, it wasn't that a soft. Like tra- it wasn't a soft transition, is what I'm saying. That's like a radio term to firmly. It sounds transition. like you have a firm eight going on. We, a rigid eight, perhaps. Yeah, a on, rigid guys. eight. Um, I like how Scott Hastings just has to join in in the middle of this nonsense sometimes. But <laughs> Scott, how's it going? Good, fellas. What's up? We have to uh, ask Scott what his favorite Oiler memory is of well, 2020. No, I don't need to ask Scott his favorite Oilers memory, but that's where I was going to go with first. Memory. Looking back on 2020, do you have a favorite sports memory, Scott? Yeah, so you guys know that I'm a pretty big combat sports fan, so it's crazy. I had to even look it up that it was 2020 because this, this year has felt so odd, but uh, the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight oh, yeah. uh, rematch in February, that was a tremendous, tremendous fight. You know, Tyson Fury said he was going to come out and, and finish Deontay Wilder, and he did exactly what he said. So uh, uh, that that one really stands out for me. But way back in February, holy cow. Way back in February. People, like, people fell in love with that guy, too, right after that fight. Oh, he's such a beauty, and he talks so much trash, but he's got that weird, you know, the the English accent. But it's, it's uh, yeah, very intriguing. And then comes out to uh, uh, Crazy by Patsy Klein. Like, this guy's about to go into war. With a guy that's knocked out forty-seven guys, and he's coming out on a throne uh, to crazy by Patsy Klein. So, uh, yeah, what a great. So, moment. would you say twenty twenty-one? The guy to watch for is Adesanya with his, with the way that he acts. Yeah, Adesanya is absolutely uh, intriguing, and he's going up a weight division, of course, chasing the the John Jones fight. He's going to fight Jan Blahovich, and if he wins that one, he's you know it, it shapes up for a John Jones fight. Uh, the two have been going at it for the better part of this year. So, uh, he, yeah, he, lots of fun. He absolutely blew me away. I didn't know much about him, but that last fight that he had in August absolutely blew me away, man. I, yeah, I've he, never seen anything like it. That He's crazy. He's, like, super good. <laughs> so I'm this, excited to see where he goes. The guy that knocked him out in kickboxing is just in his early stages of his MMA career. So uh, keep an eye for out of out for him, too. He's just in cage warriors right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, to, to end off our podcast today, Scott, I'm going to ask the rest of the guys for their sports New Year's resolution. But for you, a betting New Year's resolution. For me, my resolution, I need to cool it on the live bets. There are too many times where I'm watching a game and I, I got... Tyler, I got the over and the first quarter ends and it's like 7 nothing, And, you know, the adjusted line comes down and I'm like, I got to hammer that. It's still... I, I believe, I believe. And it always bites me in the ass. So I need to... Cool it on the live bets, but uh, what's yours, Scott? I'm gonna yeah. before before Scott goes, I'm okay. just gonna say, Tyler, your fucking resolution is bullshit. By the time the NHL <laughs> season kicks off on the 13th, you are gonna be way past this and probably be betting on better. third periods. I guarantee well, it. Guaranteed. I was gonna say it's gonna go out the window the first time the Oilers go down one nothing. But I'm gonna do guaranteed. my best to stick to this. I find live betting is easier in basketball than any other sport. Yeah. Because I think if you stick to what the original line is, you can find some value pretty quickly, especially in college. I find hockey live betting is hard, hard as hell. That is really hard. Um, I, I don't dabble in the live betting. I'm pretty good at just, I lock in my bet, put the phone away. Otherwise, I'll be on it the whole night. But what I will do is if I hit some bets earlier in the night, say, you know, I hit the, what is it, five o'clock games for you guys. 
hit some of the five o'clock on a on a regular Wednesday college night. Then I might play some that again at uh, seven o'clock and again at ten o'clock <laughs> if I've done well, or sometimes just in a chase where maybe I've done some numbers and I've got a game that's starting at uh, uh, eight o'clock your guys' time. That uh, the numbers weren't terribly strong for, but you know I'm up a couple units, so maybe I'll just uh, reinvest and then it just ends terribly. <laughs> so uh, I think just leaving the bets that what I've made, win or lose, that is what it is for that night and. Uh, We'll move forward. And I think I might dabble a little more into uh, some teasers. Old, old Joe Osborne there, he's uh, he's getting a few W's and it's pissing yep. me off. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't let him take all the shine. So I might have to dip my toes into a little bit of teasers. You absolutely should. As I say to all my buddies in my gambling group chat, it's time to hop on the teaser train, Scott. Yeah, um, yeah all right. that's right. We don't have a ton of time today, but I'm going to hop right into the NFL slate this weekend. Uh, before we recorded, or was this on the podcast? I can't remember. Today's melted into one. Uh, Jay said, bet on the hungry teams or something along those lines. Right, Jay? Yeah, the ones that yeah. are like like need a win to get in. Is the 10 there, and 5 teams. Is there something to be said about betting on a hungry team? Or I, when I talked to Joe Osborne this week, he says no. There really isn't much to be said about a team being more hungry. Uh, but what's your take on that? Is betting on the hungry teams a smart move? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good narrative that people will go with. You know, the team is motivated, or they're pissed, or they're revenge, or it, it's sort of if you were actually in the locker room, there's nobody actually talking that way. You know, you, you'll hear uh, money put up on the board for hockey. That's a common one, but it's not like it's not like they're not trying to score a goal, anyways. It, it's it's a little foolish. So when you hear that, it's, it's sort of fifty fifty, like the Browns are the type of team that, you know, they're 10 and they need to win. They obviously, uh, you know, but it, that's the type of game that they'll, <laughs> they'll lose. You know, it's just that it's motive. You know, you could back them saying that they're going to be motivated. They need to win. And then they just lay an egg. I, sorry to pick on the Browns. History will just uh, back me up on that one. So I, I think there's a little bit, you can feel more confident in betting on that motivation factor. But then you sort of look like an idiot because you're like, well, they were motivated, and that's just a bad way. And to it happen. doesn't matter too. You you have to you have to almost wait until like morning of too to bet on some of this stuff. Yeah, especially final week where you you're, you're going to have inactives and such. But mostly it's just that that uh, I I don't buy into the motivation. The, I'm going to stick with my numbers, and if the numbers support the pick, I'm going to go with it. Uh, motivation doesn't intrigue me. Where, where I like to apply this logic actually is more so necessarily <laughs> on teams, on but on players, on great players. So like sure. earlier earlier this year, I can't remember who Tampa Bay was playing, but they got like shut out or virtually shut out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I said like my pick the following week. I'm like, you pick because Tom is mad. Yeah, Tom is great. So you know Tom is going to be chucking the rock and scoring TDs. And I was like, you go Tampa and you go the fucking over because Tom is mad. And sure as shit, next week, Tampa like blasts the over and uh, wins the game. Connor, in, Connor McDavid. You know, uh, Oilers in the kicked, bubble this year. Yeah, hits their ass kick and he, and he doesn't score or put up points. I don't know you what know. I don't know you what know. to think about what you say, though, because last week you said that the Bills were going to take it easy because the Patriots <laughs> and all this shit. And they fucking proved, they put the, the, their foot on their neck yeah. and they were proving a point going into the second half. 
Yeah, but I'm talking. But uh, that's the opposite of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like. But I, that's I, what I, you said. So that's what I'm saying. Is you're contradicting yourself a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought. I thought. I thought the Bills would take it easy because, like, to preserve injuries and stuff. Like, well, they don't need what to win I meant, games right now. Like, what I meant. I'm talking by, about if you've got a great player who is mad because of a past performance. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. The hungry and that. the mad. <laughs> the hungry and the mad. Now. Aren't they all hungry? Aren't they all mad? Aren't they paid very well right. to do this? I, yeah, I agree with you, and I think Scott would agree with ones, you, too. Yeah, the great <laughs> ones, though. But the, no, no, but the great ones, like like a Brady, a McDavid, like if they come off a stinging loss, where they, they get more the mad. Stuff, they get mad, and you know they're going to show up the next game. Well, I, I think there is actually something a little bit to that, because you take, like, Michael Jordan is a prime example. If you got under his grill, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna stuff it in your face. Tongue out and everything, but I think those are so few and far between. Like, there's only certain players that can really yeah. be game changers. Crosby could do it every once in a while, where he yeah. just put the team on his back. LeBron can do it, but we're talking generational talents. Yes, hundred percent. All right, let's uh, dig right into the matchups we like this week, boys. Um, just going looking at last week, uh, we actually had a pretty good week. Uh, us four here on the pod, we went three and one. Chalmers nailed the Seattle pick. I nailed Chicago. Jay, you got Cincy. Bag Milk missed on KC. The Bag Milk Classic just bet on the Chiefs. Did yeah, not pan right. out. Uh, Scott, you went two for three. You nailed Cincy. You nailed Pittsburgh. I had the Tampa Bay Detroit over as 55 and a half, and that would have just been a heartbreaker, hey? Yeah, I got it at 54 and a half. Oh, uh, but wow. in our in our Pepper Cup, it was at 54 even, so I got a push there. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, what would they put thirty up in the first yeah. uh, tw- fifteen minutes or so to eighteen minutes? Yeah. Oh, well. uh, so our records on the year, uh, Chalmers, you are seven and nine. I am back to five hundred. I am eight and eight. Ooh, Jay is six nine and one. Bag milk ten six and zero. Oh. So as a podcast, we're thirty one thirty two and one. So we have a chance to break five hundred this year, which we're is a, which is the goal I had. But uh, Scott, you're twenty and thirteen since joining us. Um, red hot with these picks. <laughs> Uh, but as always, we're going to come to you last because you are the expert. I will go for us. First pick's going to go to Jay because he has the worst record on the year. Well, <laughs> I'm going to pick a hungry team, and Scott's oh, going to yeah. be very happy <laughs> with Cleveland Brown. With. The fucking Red Rifle is somehow keeping the Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. oh, oh my lord. I think you're He's right. got weapons. Gallup's showing up. Gallup, you know, the, the, the Gallup is showing up to be the uh, a marquee player. Hopefully, Zeke can figure it out. That, but those they, those two games, the 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 football team versus the Eagles and the Cowboys versus the Giants, are like one of the only good parts of this whole weekend yeah, coming. Yeah, up. yeah, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> those are going to be good games. Like I don't want to hijack. Teams. I don't want to hijack your pick or anything, but like Scott, if we can do an hour long talk of just breaking down every game because. I have decisions to make on these games, and there is so many factors this week in almost every single one of these games. To whether or not yeah. guys are playing, to Kyler Murray just say he's playing, like to the Bengals now having two cases. Like every, this is going to be the hardest week of the year. Yeah, right if you pick the so, Cowboys, yeah. Okay, so Cowboys, eh? Okay, well, like, Cowboys, because if Cowboys win, they could be in the playoffs. If Washington loses as if well, Washington yeah, loses. which is going to be so typical that. I'm pissed that Dallas keeps winning, honestly. I thought we were in for a top five pick, and here they are. Yeah, the red rocket, as you say. Like, hey, getting oh, hot I'm at the right furious. time, man. Furious. Ask, ask the eighth place 
uh, Los Angeles Kings how they were with, on their way to their first cup. Yeah, well, yeah. wow. Scott, just quickly before we get to more picks, where do you come out on Dallas, New York? Because this is one that I, I'm on oddtrick.com. It opened with New York as favorites, and now it's jumped that line, Dallas minus two. Yeah, I, I do. I, I actually think Dallas is getting in, uh, and it kills me to say it. I think the Eagles will beat Washington, and I think Dallas beats the Giants, and I'm just they, I'm so disappointed. They know I the Cowboys like, are hungrier. Uh, and their team is better. Like, and it just seems to me that just watching them recently, that Andy Dalton, of course, he missed a couple games because he, he was he had the COVID there, and, and coming in late, it just seems he's starting to gel with that offense. And there's so many weapons around. So him this is the a real defense problem. is getting healthier, and it's just what a piss off. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> this is a real problem for me because the late game is the Washington Football Team versus the Eagles, and if I have a bad day. That's usually the game that I pump heavy to try mm-hmm. to come back. Even if I have a good day, I usually pump the Sunday night or heavy. Um, and you just said that you think the Eagles are going to win that game. And I, I couldn't be op- like I could be more opposite than you. I thought that the Washington football team looked like they'd be better. What? What? Yes, you're not wrong. Just, what? Like but what? That's what the are you NFC seeing East. Here? That's yeah. the NFC East. How many times have we been the Sunday nighter uh, that division? has been the Sunday nighter for the final week of the season, usually Dallas, and then they choke. They should be they're in the driver's seat when in they're in and they choke. Yeah. So I'm just watching Washington as a Dallas fan for so many years that we're oh, in and seeing, and seeing that copycat. Washington yeah. That oh, okay. Washington's gonna be that choke team that Dallas gets in. I just feel it. Uh Chalmers, who's your pick this week? Because we're running out of time. Uh, dude, that's the problem. I have zero idea. Like I can go through I, I want to do Washington. Cardinals. You just talked about Washington. <laughs> no, but they're, they're, they want to like I know. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Yes. My pick is Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I know, I got it. <laughs> okay. My, like the Chargers are favored over the Chiefs. Like, why would I not go like I know that they're not gonna play, but they're still I don't know, man. This is crazy. Um uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going Cardinals minus three because I love my hometown Cardinals, and Kyler Murray's gonna play against the backup. So fair. All right. Um, I will step up so next. Do you have that one, Scott? <laughs> no, I wanted to fade you, but I also like. Uh, that oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna step up, and I'm gonna take uh, the New Orleans Saints. They are in Carolina. Just looking at Odd Shark, New Orleans has been really good against the spread in divisional home games. Carolina <laughs> bad against the spread. I am taking New Orleans minus seven. Points against Carolina. Bag Milk, where are you going? Question I have before I give my pick, Tyler. Is there any possible scenario in which I do not win this pickup? No. Uh, no, you're good. You clinched. I just want to make sure that was correct. Uh, Thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. My Kansas City Chiefs. No, not this week. This week I'm going Green Bay over Chicago. He wanted Chicago. to before the podcast oh. until we told him Patrick Mahomes doesn't play. Sorry, well, I yeah, yeah. you think yeah. Rodgers will be playing for Green Bay, eh? He, he wants the MVP. Well, you think I, I've, I've been reading, as we've been, you guys have been talking, I've been reading about how Chicago, the Bears are trash-talking right now, and they're trying to use that to, to get a leg up. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, uh, okay, are the Bills not playing their starters? Yeah. They, I, they, I think they are a little bit. They're planning on starting yeah. them. Because they're a three-point favorite over Miami, who just lost Ryan Fitz, or like yeah, but they got Tua. So Tua's going back in. Uh, 
Calvin Cook's out for <laughs> there's so much going on, man. This is I'm so glad anybody that has a fantasy football championship weekend, you're, you fuck your league up oh, and yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, You deserve to suffer because your commissioner's an ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Scott, you're hey, three Scott, picks. Just just you know, Scott, just you know, I won both my fantasy football I won. Yeah. Partner, it wasn't all him. Don't act like it was all him. He had the uh, partner. They split the winnings. They split the credit. Ask my partner. Ask my partner. I was very. No, it's not collusion. There. They just they refuse. They refuse to do have their own teams. They have to be friends. They need to get together for drafts. They drink wine and wear Uggs. It's, there's no here, problem with drinking wine. Their friends <laughs> wine yeah, never said there was problem drinking wine. <laughs> We're the necessary them. evil every league needs. It's better with them, with them than without them, so that's why exactly. we don't. Exactly, we Let are the Scott enemy you picks. want to beat. <sighs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna fire away. We're going Jacksonville, Indianapolis under fifty or forty nine and a half. I've also seen so whatever line you've got, uh, we'll grab the under on that one. I just think uh, Jacksonville's terrible, and Colts <laughs> Colts are not terrible, and their defense is pretty good. Uh, one of those motivated ten and five teams. So there mm. you go. Uh, so, you know, you could take the Colts as well, but I like the under. Uh, let's go with the, we're going to go over in the Baltimore Cincinnati game. I got 44 and a half, but again, whatever number you have, uh, feel free to, what's that? 44 and a half. Yeah. We'll go oh, over that on. seems like a no brainer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's uh that should be a good one. Since he's been putting up points, even though they're, they're pretty awful. And, uh, Lamar has found that extra gear. So. Like the over on that one, and let's go with those Chargers minus three and a half against KC. Uh, KC's going to be sitting a bunch of people, and Justin Herbert. You know, let's get him a W to send off into the off season. So I've got Chargers three and a half again. Whatever you guys got, feel free. If that's minus four, Perfect. have at it. Uh, so that's uh, under in the Colts Jags, over in the Baltimore Cincy, and minus three and a half or whatever for Chargers. There you go. <laughs> and uh, for the real life guys. I have New Orleans minus seven. Uh, Jay has Dallas minus two. Chalmers, Arizona minus three. Bag milks on Green Bay minus five and a half. Scott, as always, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, happy New Year as well. We will talk to you in 2021, my man. Absolutely. Take Thank care, you, guys, and have fun. See you, Scott. Have a good Later, fellas. That's Scott Hastings from oddtrick.com, your spot for sports betting information. Become a better better by visiting our friends at oddtrick.com. They got a ton of stuff on there. Also, if you've never really done the online betting thing, they have a whole sort of grid set up there, a whole page where they show you what deposit bonus you can get, which sites you can trust, all that stuff. So check them out, oddshark.com. Um, okay, we have to start with, for those who are listening, if you haven't listened to Oilers Nation Radio before, you should. Also, we're recording an episode of that in like seven minutes. So uh, we're going to wrap this up quickly here by going around uh, resolution for everyone who's, heading into 2021. Who's on that show? Myself. That's my resolution, to listen to that show for one, one time. Myself, Bag Milk, Nation Dan, and Rick from the Pint. It's one hour of straight oh. hockey talk. For oh. one time. I like all four of you. Well, there you Thanks, go. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your support. <laughs> <laughs> resolution. resolution. For, uh, it can be an Oilers fan resolution, a resolution in life. I don't care. What What's a resolution for you guys going in 2021? I'll start. What you guys think? Uh, my resolution for 2021 is to be a very humble nation, real life pick em winner, despite watching football the least of anybody on this podcast outside of Wanye. So I promise to be a humble winner of our pick'em challenge. Thank you. That's a lie. You're a degenerate gambler now. You watch football. 
Well, I do wait, watch football. Wait here, until yeah. you start betting on, like, you never bet on hockey before this, eh? I bet on hockey and the return to play in the summer. That's what kind of kick-started degenerate bag milk. Oh, so man. I'm, I'm gearing up so for uh, worse. I'm gearing yeah. up for a big season of betting here starting <laughs> on the 13th. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait to hear about your M. Chuck's uh, shot props that he's going to be throwing our way that are likely the, right. He said it, and I like on the 13th, he's going to be betting props. Oh, oh, of yeah. course. Live. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to try to stick to that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have, like, for the home opener, I'm so pent up. I'm going to have, like, 13 bets going. God, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to parlay some a McDaddy goal with a dry saddle goal and something else on that one. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jay, you got a little resolution for us or a message to send us into 2021? Uh, you know, 2020 was so intense. Um and you know, it's just it's it's about it's. Just, I, I want to try to keep a positive mindset throughout the whole year and not let all the negativity around us try to take like try to affect me because there's a lot of it and there's a lot of good reason to feel negative because it's such a shitty time. Um, but you know, keeping positive vibes, keep. Uh, I, it's I could get so deep on this, and I don't think I will. Um, but just you know. I'm going to, I always try to say not, not to let the Oilers like stress and affect my life. But I think, I think, I think that's just like part of the joy of living for me is to like be super upset or super on a super high yeah. on Oilers wins and losses. So I don't think I can take that out of me. So that's definitely not going to be a resolution, but honestly, it's just to, uh, this is so long winded because I, I really, I haven't mapped out my goals for 2021 yet. So I that's can't okay. get too, uh, too deep, but just honestly keep a positive mindset and, uh, throughout the whole year and stay active, keep riding the Peloton and, uh, yeah, just, just keeping it good and being very grateful throughout the whole year for, uh, all of the team of the nation and also our citizens, uh, domestic and abroad. Chalmers? I'm going to keep the theme of last year going, which was the stuff that I put in my body has got to be better. Um, so now that we're not buttoning it up anymore, and I've cut back on the Red Bulls to probably about a 5% of what I used to be. Um, yeah, so we're having them very, very rarely. Um, I still put a lot of stuff in my body that is not great for me, and I am going to, um, I'm going to try to do something about that. And the way that I'm going to start is, um, now no processed foods, and I'm gonna really cut back on red meat. Uh, those two, those two things for me, and you know, like I could go really deep. I drink a lot of Coke Zero, and most half of the time I'm drinking that Coke Zero, it's mixed with a rye, and so like <laughs> I can say I can say that I'm gonna do that too. But you know, cutting back on that's pretty easy. I can do that in a, in a second. But it's it's the eating that takes the real effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like there's going to be a better effort to put into just eating better, like just, just eating better. Cause man, I'm not getting any younger and I'm not feeling any better. So <laughs> It's about, it's about picking spots yeah. and establishing kind of goalposts. Exactly. And, and yeah. That's worked for me. I try, well, and trust me, I'm not following it right now. I'm, I've been wearing sweatpants for like he's seven gotta, days straight. He's got to do his other podcast. I'm giving you the, the TV <laughs> signal, the rap, the rap. Giving you the, if your new oh, year's no. resolution is to look better, I suggest heading over to our friends at twigginberries.ca. They got the full ODR collection, the ice collection up right now, and the stuff, I'm not kidding, it's sweet. They also have orange and blue socks, perfect for the hockey fan in your life, 
or for yourself to look fresh. They can be your lucky game day socks. Twiggenberries.ca, use the promo code NATION15. You get 15% off. We didn't get to a listener profile today. We'll do that when we are back on Monday. Uh, Sorry to cut this short, but we do have an episode of Oilers Nation Radio to get to. So if you want more good hockey talk, feel free to hop over to Oilers Nation Radio in a few minutes here. And uh, enjoy your weekend. Happy New Year to everyone listening. Thanks to everyone who listened to the podcast this year. It was a tough year. It was a difficult year. Bag milk, you outlined it great. A big thank you to all the nation's citizens. And uh, we're excited to keep doing this through 2021. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, to you three as well, Happy New Year. Hopefully 2021 starts off on the right foot and uh, continues on that right foot throughout the year. So thanks a bunch, guys. Happy New Year, boys. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Pick'em right. champion. Bag milk. Uh, Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years. Years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.